Autobots, Rollout. All this and more on this episode of... Godzilla, Destroy, All Podcasts. Welcome, welcome. Come on in. Take a seat. I want you to grab your little Tonka truck, even if it's not a transformer, and try to make it transform. Break its wheels off, throw it against the wall, whatever you got to do to make that thing transform into a robot. Hey, everyone. This is Godzilla Destroy All Podcasts. I am your handsome, dashing, ruggedly good-looking host with the most, Logan Voe, and I'm joined today by an actual guest host... I'm joined today by Joey from Lost Legends Tales of Thern. Hello. Hey, Joey. How you doing, buddy? Oh, you know, I'm good. This is the first time we've recorded a podcast in person since, like, before pandemic. Since, like, season, like, season first one. half of season one of Lost Legends. I think we got all of season one in person, I remember. Because then the lockdown happened, and I just had you all come in and, like, do a temperature check on yourselves before you, if you had, like, a, a fever, don't come and record. Didn't have that happen because we only had, like, four episodes left to record or something. Yeah, I feel like I feel like we finished. We finished. Maybe we. Yeah, because I do remember we we all had to like do it. Like you had to uh, spray down. You sprayed down the entire apartment. Yeah, yeah, to make sure everything was right. Yeah, and I I I don't remember the temperature thing at all, but I might have. But uh, I mean, again, that's like almost four years ago. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. (laughs) So, but yes. uh, So first time we're recording since season one in person. This is lovely. Uh, Charles is not here today. We're recording on Thanksgiving. Joey came in from Des Moines because he lives in Des Moines. What's your address really quick, Joey, on the air for everyone? Uh, Yes, it's uh, 801 Grand Avenue. Is that true? No, it's not. Okay, I was going to say. That's that's the address of uh, the principal building in downtown Des Moines. Oh, okay. I was going to say, what the fuck? I'm going to edit that out. Address of the tallest building in Iowa, which isn't a very high bar, but that, that's that's what it is. Okay. Uh, yeah, Chuck couldn't be here today. He's got to get some Thanksgiving stuff going on. His is like right away in the afternoon. Mine's a little more in the afternoon. So, you know, Joey's came over, so it's just Joey and I. Mm-hmm. So, really quick for everyone, uh, you love uh the transformers uh yeah i so many if if anyone is familiar with me uh you know that i'm a huge like dragon ball z gundam fan uh, i think i've surpassed uh, you in gundam fandom you probably you probably did i think you <laughs> you know more i think you've gotten to a point where you know more about gundam than i do at least the universal century that's true i didn't even know the difference in yeah any but of the you titles. did help spark my interest in the gundam so yeah. i'll thank you for that but uh but i would say my my first obsession or first franchise that i was a fan of was the transformers and in many ways transformers introduced me to other series like gundam mm-hmm. because of the giant robots but um so yeah as a kid um uh, my first introduction to transformers was the uh, 1986 transformers the movie okay which was based off of the g1 series which introduced uh unicron which is this large planet eating uh transformer that he doesn't align with either autobots or decepticons he's just pure evil incarnate okay like, hang on hang on i'm gonna stop you right there really quick i thought the decepticons were like evil they were but the decepticons are are they more like a neutral evil and then ultra or unicron's like a lawful evil or chaotic evil or i would say that <sighs> I would say that like uh, Unicron is chaotic evil because he just wants to annihilate everything. Oh, okay. I can get down. The with Decepticons that. 
want to control everything. Okay, so that's like a lawful evil for Decepticons. Yeah. Okay. So, because I mean, when you get into the lore of like the beginnings of Decepticons and like Megatron, you like when you some like depending on which like comic book line you follow, like some of them are like they start off as like a revolution, like an activist. Oh, okay. Because against the the uh, corrupt government on Cybertron, but hell yeah, the power that after a while, whether it was Unicron's influence or just the the eventually the, the very thing that Megatron swore to destroy, he became mm. kind of thing is what corrupted Megatron to be the the tyrant that he is. Ah. So, but and it, it's pretty it's it's pretty cool shit. Okay. Uh, when you, especially when you get into the comic books, but that's that's like we're not covering the comic. Yeah, that's that's like a series on its own. <laughs> so so just in case you haven't figured it out yet, this episode is a episode about a transformer. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you haven't picked figured that out or haven't read the title, then wow, that's uh, impressive. Your astute op- observation, listener, or lack thereof. But uh, yeah, so no no bonus. This is just like a quick bonus episode. This is just to celebrate season four of Lost Legends coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, Joey's character is very interesting and different from his seasons one through three characters. The character I'm currently doing is like the polar opposite of the character we're yes. talking about. You seem to be having fun with him. I am. I, you know, I, uh, I wanted to do something that's a little different from my usual, you know, like, you know, the night. You were like Goody lawful boy. good. Yeah, lawful good. And I'm, I'm, that's usually the character I always gravitate towards anyways to whenever I'm playing video games or whatever. And now you're playing almost evil. Now I'm basically playing like the, the polar opposite. Yeah. Uh, like if there was, if I usually play Goku in a video game, now I'm playing Goku Black. Yes. <laughs> uh, that's pretty much what you're playing. And I also went the exact opposite for my season four character because mm-hmm. season one through three big boots was this little shithead always talks himself into situations and is like always the leader and like gonna inflate his ego and like everyone look at me and now I'm playing like the sweetest little dumb boy but he's really smart but he just has no real life experience he's like oh I'm just a sweet little guy help me out here yeah <laughs> so it's been fun how we both went like exact opposite of our characters yeah. so I'm I'm pretty excited about I'm, I'm I, I am I admittedly I am enjoying it a little more just because I'm I'm able to kind of do you have a little, personality now. I have a personality in my character. Well, I mean, when I made Magna, I made him kind of sort of designed Milk specifically toast. to be sort of someone. Yeah, he was, he, but he eventually like comes out of his shell, mm-hmm. you know, and that's kind of how I knew I was going to be very, you know, quiet and uh, not say a whole lot because I'm not going to be comfortable with it right away. So, but anyways. You were smart to do that. Yeah. But yeah, uh, so if you want to listen to my other podcast, Lost Legend Tales of Third, please do. I'm going to drop the first episode of season four into this feed. Um, if you want to listen to it, awesome. If not, hey, I'm not going to be offended, but I will be completely 100% offended. But yeah, uh, this this is just a little bonus episode. This will be out. Uh, you know when this will be out, listener, but this will probably be out in December, um, either before or after the season four premiere. But So today we're talking about Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime. Optimus Prime. Um, so tell me about this big guy. Really quick, like you said the movie was what made you love transformers yeah so the the og movie uh i i loved it just because it was well one has one of the best soundtracks in it uh in movies and period i'll i'll fight anybody on that 
It's it's funny. Um, so when we were doing the live setting up for the live show for Lost Legends back last summer, um, I sh- stopped into the place because your parents own the theater store. Mm-hmm. It's the theater store, theater place. It's like a yeah, it's like a t- like a tiny theater. Oh, it's it's called Tiny Pond Theater. Yeah. Um, and there was a song on the radio that your mom was playing through whatever. She's like, "Hey, do you know what the song this is?" I'm like, "No, I don't." Like, "Oh, it's from the Transformers." I'd be like, "Oh, really?" Like, "Oh, the original, the cartoon." I'm like, "Oh, I've never seen that." She's like, "What? Your friends with Joey? You never seen it?" Like, "I'm sorry, no." <laughs> you get the dun dun <laughs> Yeah, I'm not a big Transformers fan. Like, I I went through a small phase of Beast Wars when I was a kid because that was like on the show. I was on the TV show at the time, and I had a Scorponox little transformer toy yeah because like it's the coolest one of all of them it's a scorpion robot like come on. he is pretty cool i mean you'll and when we get to when we eventually get to talking about the the live action movies uh scorpionox does it does appear he does appear in two of them Ooh. only for a little bit in the second one but his his main debut was in the was in the 07 that was a cool one yes that i remember being cool. like oh it's scorpionox because he has the coolest fucking name of all scorpionox oh, yeah, yeah. like that just sounds fucking alien and awesome. And I like what they did with him where he was more of kind of like, he was kind of like a, uh, uh, an assist robot, sort of similar to, uh, Ravager and, uh, uh, Laserbeak for Soundwave. Because mm. sound in the original, Soundwave played as a, uh, or transformed into a, uh, a radio, essentially, a cassette player. And his, Little robot guys would transform into little tapes, cassette tapes. Oh my god, that's awesome! Yes, and they would store inside his chest. And when he wanted to deploy him, he would just press a button on his chest, and would and the cassette uh, player part <laughs> of him would open up, and it would pop out either whatever color it was. It was, I mean, I think Ravager was black, uh, Laserbeak was red, and then he had a couple other ones that were cool. I can't remember their names. That's so. 80s. I think one of them was Rumble. One of them was Rumble, and he was like. He made his uh, appearance in the movie, too, when he was trying to break into one of the uh, Autobots building where he was just like, first we crack the shell, then we break the nuts inside. And then he started busting, trying to break <laughs> open the, the, the glass in uh, Autobot City during the because anyways, we're yeah, not no. talking. We're not talking about the 86 movie. We're talking about the live action. I don't <laughs> want to. You get me. You get me going on something else. I'll I'll with this. I'll I'll just so, take up so much time. So of your favorite of the Autobots is Ultimus Prime your favorite? That's your boy. I it kind of when it, like favorite Transformers. Uh, it goes, but it depends on the week. Because uh, like, it's hard for me to pick a favorite. I would say that if I had to pick a favorite, it would be Ultra Magnus. But I do like Optimus Prime a lot. Yeah, I have no idea who that. Yeah, was. I, I, no, no clue. Yeah, no. I mean, he doesn't make an appearance in any of the live action movies, and he's. Not a huge. He doesn't play a huge role in a lot of the series, anyways. But, um, okay. But I would say, but Optimus well, Prime is up there. So we're doing Op- Optimus Prime today. So today yes. you're gonna say Optimus Prime. Today, today I'm gonna say it's Optimus Prime. Good. Okay. Um. So let's talk about. We're gonna talk just about the live actions. That's the only thing I've seen. I've seen the first three. I saw the three with uh, Shia LaBeouf. Right. He's in three. Right. Yeah. He's in two. Okay. Megan Fox is only in two. Yeah. Is only yeah. Is only in the first two. Right. Okay. So, yeah, we're just going to talk about those. I, I didn't have time to watch them. I should have, but Joey did. I so did, I did. I did look up some facts. So really quick, I'm going to hit you with some facts about this guy. Mm-hmm. About old, old Miss. Uh, his height, 32 feet tall or 9.75 meters. His weight is 4.3 tons. So probably this, he might be the smallest of anything we've ever covered on this show. Maybe the Gundam was smaller. 
but he might be the smallest. I don't remember. In Death Battle on YouTube, they actually had the G1 Gundam versus G1 Optimus. I saw that. And Optimus kind of rolled. Oh yeah, no, Optimus absolutely rolled. Well, I mean, when you when you when you're when you're someone who can take a blast from a a a weapon that can literally knock Cybertron out of orbit and still walk and still walk away just fine, I think I don't think that Gundam's going to do anything to you. Considering like fucking (laughs) New Gundam, which was supposed to be the height of all Gundams in the Universal Century, got one shot by a fucking asteroid. Yeah, I mean, not one shot, but you know, like it it burned up in the in uh, in reentry. That is a major spoiler for how one of the movies ends, but you know, (laughs) whoops. (laughs) Um. So yeah, this uh, Optimus. I do believe because I saw that death battle. I do believe Optimus would 100% wreck a Gundam. You know, like oh. I, I'm not. My bias won't, won't shine there. Um, all right. So let's talk. Do you know what some of his weapons are called? He's got like a cannon and a sword, right? Do you like they're called an Aragon sword or Energon sword? I can. I actually have the uh, Wikipedia right okay. now up, so I can I can look at that right n- meow. So he just has the two main weapons, right? Yeah, like, he just has a gun and the sword. He has a well, he has so he has a he has a gun, uh, he has a sword, but uh, in the OGs, he actually and it, it makes an appearance in the live action movies. He actually has a, an axe. And okay. That's actually he actually has the in the original the axe more than the sword. Mm. Um. And then, uh, and then in the live action during in uh, Revenge of the Fallen, he actually had like he turned both of his hands into hooks, which is when you saw him in the second movie when he was fighting Megatron, Starscream, and I don't know who the helicopter guy was because Blackout died in the first one, so it wasn't him, but uh, Blackout lookalike. Okay, he just came comes up right behind him and just rips his face <laughs> in half. Uh, killing him, which that's another thing about the, that's one thing about the Optimus Prime in the movies that's different from literally every other iteration is the live action Optimus is a lot more trigger happy. Oh, really? Yeah, because Optimus has, Optimus understands that violence is sometimes a necessary thing to do. Uh, for but he's not things. like to start it. But he doesn't, like, well, like even with other Decepticons, he doesn't want to kill other Cybertronians because they're, his, they're from the same planet. Yeah, and he, he wants he wants to he wants everybody to coexist again, live together peacefully again, because uh, you know, these are his brothers and sisters out he sees, you know? And before he became Optimus Prime, he was a very much a bit of a pacifist as well. So he wasn't a fan of this war in general. Um But uh but yeah, in the live action movie, he's just like shoot now, ask questions later. <laughs> Like, yeah, no, I'll kill a motherfucker. I don't care. Yeah, like, in the first one, he was pretty close to being a little more passive with uh, with with uh, wanting to kill uh, other uh, Cybertronians. I say that even though, like, one of his most iconic scenes is him literally just punching the lights out of a Decepticon on the highway. Yeah, that's a cool-ass scene. <laughs> that slow motion where he comes up and hits him in the face and his eye and the Bone Crusher's eyeballs just come flying out <laughs> as he gets just the old one-two from Optimus. Um, and the kid's response to seeing that would have been the same as mine. Like, come on! <laughs> been like, I mean, that was my reaction. You were still, you were the age of that kid, so you were probably like, cool, Bob. Oh, yeah, I was like, when the movie came out, I was 12. I was out of high school. Yeah, because it came out in 2007. Uh, I graduated high school. That was the year I graduated. Yeah, so just to put it into perspective, the PlayStation... Uh, Bush was still in office. Yep, PlayStation 2 was still a thing. PlayStation 2 was still a thing, but the PlayStation 3 and 360 were out. Were they out? Yeah. 
Because they were they came out either that or they just came out. Oh, they were coming out. I don't remember. I remember I had my PS2 for a while before I got my Xbox. I mean, so. I still have my PlayStation 2. Oh, well, because it was like, it was like, I'm an Xbox fanboy now, but like PS2 was the system. I mean, you got me into the Xbox, so. I did. I'm sorry for that every day of our <laughs> life. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, why couldn't you switch to PlayStation 4 with Why me? couldn't I, why couldn't you just say no when I asked you to play Overwatch? You're like, no, I don't want to play with you. I did, and then you kept on bothering me. To, you kept on telling me to get it, so. During, to be fair, during the, those years, that was peak Overwatch. That, that was, was peak Overwatch. Like was Overwatch I am actually good. <laughs> as much shit as I give you, that I mean, I'm glad that you got me to switch over. Anyways, we keep getting distracted. Uh, That's what this show is. That's just true. Us getting distracted. There's like 40 minutes of like us bullshit, and then like 20 minutes of kaiju talk. So yeah, but uh, I mean, all right. So his inner his Eon Ion Cannon. Ion cannon, yeah. Right, that's what's one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's basically it's is it a gun or is it a cannon? I don't remember. Is yes. Okay, so it's the gun that's the shape of a. It's like RoboCop's gun. Yeah, basically. Do you have any? Do you have any idea what RoboCop is? Do you like RoboCop? I watched the original and I watched the new one. Don't ever watch the new one again. I mean, I already did watch the new one. No, so it's too late. Go back in time and not watch it. The new RoboCop's trash. Um, <laughs> I'm right. sorry, little one. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I'm. A, I fucking love RoboCop. I would like to do a RoboCop episode on this show. I don't know. People be like, it's not really a kaiju. Like, I know, but it's RoboCop. I'm sorry. I love it. It's your show. You can do whatever. That is you true. Want. I can do whatever I want. Um. So then he's got a sword, and he also has an axe, right? Mm-hmm. So is the Energon sword? Is I don't remember. Is it just a sword, or is it like enhanced with energy or anything like that? Like a lightsaber. So in the original, it was sort of like an energy, like it it was sort of an energy weapon where it would spawn from Energon, uh, which is what is also used to what is which is also used to power, uh, which is kind of what uh, Cybertronians feed off of because they don't they don't run off of infinite power. They don't have like a nuclear reactor in them that keeps them going. They actually do need to consume something to stay alive, which is Energon. How do they get energy on Earth to eat and survive? Fuck, I don't know. It's, it's very, it's, it, I, I don't know. That's a, that's a, like, you're thinking about it, don't think about it. it, it especially with the live action movies, because they don't, they're not consistent at all. Like, even the first three, I, I think they're really good. If you're like, if you're a Transformers fan, they're good. As a non-Transformers fan who just wants to see robots fight each other, I liked yeah. them a lot. Yeah, I mean, they are good. They're I know still... people make fun like, oh, Michael Bay explosion. I'm like, dude, what do you expect from a show about robots fighting each other? Like, I don't need to see anything else. Like, I, I mean, there's there are certain things about it. Like, I mean, my criticisms of especially the second one are different now than when they were a kid, than they were when I was a kid. Hmm. So when I was a kid, I, I mean, I was a good, a good Christian boy. There was a bunch of stu- there was a bunch of sexual uh, sexual stuff in there that I you know as a kid I was like, ah, that's that doesn't need to be in Transformers. Now I'm kind of like, okay, I, you're like, I, let me see that. Hell yeah, yeah you perv. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I you know, I seeing Megan Fox open up the hood of the Camaro of Bumblebee. I was like, all right, you know, I, I'm straight. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> but I. Uh, that was that your sexual awakening? That was my sexual awakening. I'm like, oh, all right, nope, that just confirmed what I already knew. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, uh, yeah, like, but now sort of my criticisms of it are kind of minute. Like, I would say, like, in the second one, I didn't like mud flapping skids just because they were annoying. Are oh, they well. a little like the, the green and the green, the little green and yeah, yeah. I know that there was uh, like people saw the thought they were like racist stereotypes, yeah, and stuff, and which. That there's a reason that's probably why they didn't show up in the third one. Yeah. Because they just disappeared. Um but uh and then I also just didn't like that Megatron became sort of a bitch 
After. Yeah, Megatron is a punk bitch in that movie. Like in the second and third one, because he was just like he, you know, worshipped. Uh, he was he was kind of on his knees uh, uh, for uh, the fallen, and then you know he kind of let Sentinel backhand him whenever he wanted to, which I was yeah. like, that's that's not Megatron. I I do quote of all the Transformers mm-hmm. movies that I regularly quote. This is like my regular day in day life, especially when we're playing a video game or something like that. I quote, one man betrayed by the country he loves. (laughs) I say that a lot. And it's like, man, I saw that movie maybe three times. And it was like over 10 years ago. But I still quote that. It's Simmons was one of my favorite. And that's the thing I do like about the first three movies is that the the character, the human characters were actually fun. Yeah. So like as an adult now, like as a kid, I, I was like, no, I'm here to, I'm here to watch Optimus Prime kick some ass. But, uh. You know, now as an adult, I look at him like, God, they were they're at Shia LaBeouf's character. Sam Witwicky and Simmons were like some of the best <laughs> parts of the movie. You know, like, yeah, Shia LaBeouf is good in those movies. Oh, yeah. Like, he's kind of a meme now, but he was good in those movies. Yeah, he, he like he he did a really good job with being sort of that awkward, like, especially in the first one. He was, you know, being that awkward teenager kid, you know, mm. protagonist now suddenly thrusted in the middle of a, of an alien war. Uh but uh, but yeah, with uh, I keep getting sidetracked from the no, it's all good. Himself. I wanted to uh, so we we're just talking about like the, the sword and shit. So it it's it is surrounded by energy in the comics and the show, but not in the movies. No, in the movies it seems like it takes on an actual physical form, but it is like heated. Like there is some sort of energy pulsating through it because you see at the 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 edge of the blades are like glowing orange, like they're heated heated okay. up. So I think then the cartoon energy. Uh, movies. Movies mostly physical, maybe a little bit of okay, both. Um, and then he's voiced by Peter Cullen in the movies. Yes, sir. The the OG. Uh, so did he? He voiced him in the cartoon also. He was the very first one, and then I don't remember who took over during uh, Beast Wars, Armada, Energon, and Cybertron. But uh, and but yeah, he pretty much he voiced him in the original and then came back for the movies. And he's, as far as I know, he's pretty much voiced Optimus Prime ever since the 2007 movie came out. That's really cool though. Yeah. I mean, he's, uh, also he's, he's kind of like that Kevin Conroy, like that, cause he's the voice of Batman. So he's like, mm-hmm. when you think of like Batman, you see, you think of like Kevin Conroy, which I don't like Batman, but we've, I've gone into great detail how I don't like Batman, but you know, <laughs> that legendary voice actor. So Peter is like that for Megatron yeah. for Optimus. Jesus yeah. Christ. And he, uh, he also did in the original, he also did the voice of Ironhide. Uh, oh, in uh, which is if he's he's the red the Ironhide is the the red the the red van guy in the OG, but in the live action Ironhide is the black pickup truck. Mm-hmm. Um, which he so doesn't get ripped in life. half in the first movie, or is that Jazz? Jazz is the one that gets ripped in. That was half. cool. It was cool, but uh, you know, it was sad to see Jazz just get ripped. Up. Is I mean, Jazz, I wasn't is Jazz a big part in the comics and the. Oh yeah, he was. He was like one of the main. Oh, okay. I, I was just like, I just like Megatron because he's cool. And he's like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, see, that's why I like Megatron. My friend's like, no, you gotta like the good guys. Like, no, I'm a, I'm an edgy 18 year old. I gotta like the bad guys. So with Megatron in the movies, I don't know. Did you know that, uh, they didn't get the original voice actor of Megatron oh, to not. voice him in the first three. Okay. It wasn't until the, f- uh, fourth and the fifth one that they got the original voice actor of Megatron to start voicing Megatron. Oh, okay. Um, but in the first three, Hugo Weaving 
was the voice of Megatron. The guy who played Red Skull and and fucking the 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 one guy from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was so, interesting. He's good at playing a bad guy. Yeah, and then also uh, in the fourth one, uh fourth and fifth one for Hound, um John Goodman does the voice of Hound. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Which I would say Hound is probably like the only redeeming. This is a really factor. dumb question. I think I should probably know this, but I don't. Did Transformers originate in America or Japan? So the yes. Okay. So the it's it's a bit of a weird complicated starting. So the Transformers technically started in Japan, but as just a toy line of just robots that transform into things. None okay. of them were Decepticons or Autobots. They were just toys that would transform into robots. Then America said, we can make a cartoon out of this and sell them for money. Yes. And so, and that's where Transformers came. They, they, their idea with it was turn the civilian vehicles into the Autobots, turn the military vehicles into the Decepticons. Mm. And uh, which in the OG megatron transformed into a gun that yes. would fit in the that he would literally shrink and fit in the hands of starscream which is funny but at the same time i wouldn't want to get shot by that thing. <laughs> <laughs> so um but uh yeah so it started out and in japan when because they kind of do like a, a a shared create you know when they come to when they when they create the the series the cartoon series not all of them are created in Japan and not all of them are created in the US. Interesting. So like the series that I grew up watching was Transformers Armada, uh Energon and Cybertron, which those were all made in Japan. Okay. Transformers Prime, which came out I want to say in like 2000 a little bit after Revenge of the Fallen came out, made it was made in the US. Okay. But uh in Japan, Optimus Prime's name is Convoy. That's still a cool name. Actually. That is. It is a pretty cool name. And it fits with the whole truckers theme and stuff. Yeah. And I mean, when they make the series in Japan, they follow sim- the, the story fairly similar to us. It's just different names. And I don't think they call it Transformers over there. I, I don't I don't remember okay. what they call it, but I, it's it's something else. But it follows the generally the same premise. Okay. So here in America, it's owned by Hasbro. And then is it shared owned by another Japanese company? I don't know. Okay. That's kind of a big question to ask. Um, all right, interesting. I didn't I didn't know that they shared it like that. I was just like, it I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's American, but it also it feels very Japanese at the same yeah, time. Yeah, it's so. it's kinda it's kinda when the the the, the for that one it's kinda just the, the when you ask that question, it's sort of the answer is yes. Yeah. It, I mean if you think about it, it does <laughs> feel very above. American because it's these big like trucker truck things, which is like I ideally American that I think of, mm-hmm. you know. And then but it's also transforming robots, which seems very Japanese. So it is it's straight up it's both. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about the movies themselves really quick. Um, the first movie, what's your overall feeling on it? I think it's really good. I think they did a really good job at uh, introducing them to our world because, I mean, obviously, up until this point in that universe, they had never come across anything like that, at least to their knowledge. And uh, and I think they did a really good job at showing... At bringing them, introducing them in, like when uh, Blackout first shows up to the uh, the military base, mm-hmm. and there was just everything he said and did was Cybertronian. Like when he was talking, they used a Cybertronian language, and then the the the, the part where they you know they have the helicopter have Blackout surrounded when he's in his helicopter form, and they're telling the pilot to power down mm-hmm. and come out, and then you see the pilot turn around, and you see the like. 
the shimmer. The, yeah. yeah, I was like, when I first saw that in the trailer, like there was goosebumps that went up my. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was geeking out as a kid when I saw that, and then uh, I thought Blackout was one of the cooler Transformers in that movie, but uh, I mean, it was it was I thought it was I thought the first one was really was well done. It's a great entry point. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, Especially as like someone who doesn't know anything about Transformers. Go in there and see that. I'm like, I was like, hell yeah. I think I saw the movie two or three times at the theaters, honestly. And I'm not like a Transformers fan, but I was like, also, I went through movies a lot when I was like in the 19, 20 years years Mm -hmm. old. But like, yeah, like I was just like, hell yeah, dude, this movie kicks ass. It's like fucking robots fighting. Um, And the plot was fun. And then like, so the whole plot of the movie is they're trying to find this all spark thing, right? The, so uh, the, yeah, the cube is uh, uh, what they were. Uh, going after because it basically is like it, it has the power to create life and and stuff and so the Autobots wanted to find it before the Decepticons do so that they don't use the power of the of uh, the cube for to, evil right um, which is always usually but then always, it could also kill yeah well it, it could kill if you uh, fuse it with try to fuse it with yourself so like it so like when you saw at the end of the movie sam points the cube and the cube fuses with megatron's uh spark the power of those the power of the cube going in there is too much for uh megatron or any of that's why one of the the uh ideas for one of the things that optimus said as a last resort was just shove the cube into my chest so that you know it's destroyed and nobody Mm -hmm. can use it um, because that amount of power, regardless of who you are, even for a prime, is too much to handle, and it would just destroy the cube and okay. the cyber. Prime's a title, right? It's yeah. like captain or yeah, so president or god. It, it, it's basically like a, a title or sort of like a, a the like a, a a yeah, basically a, a title sort okay. of. But it also holds a little more weight because, like, not. Optimus Prime before he became Optimus Prime wasn't Optimus Prime. He was in he like the form that he has now. It's not the one he had his entire uh, life. Like before he became Optimus Prime, his name was Orion Pax. Okay. And he was just this little, he was this little manlet that would, depending on which one, which ones you follow, like one, he was a diplomat that sided with Megatron in his, uh, uh, in his rebellion against the corrupt government, but couldn't follow Megatron any further because he started to go down a path that Optimus could not, or Orion Pax couldn't follow. And then others where he was a very, he was very, uh, uh, he was a pacifist that wanted nothing to do with the war. He was a, you know, a, a scholar or a okay. whatever. And the late, the, the, the matrix of leadership chose him to to take on the mantle of a prime to lead the Cybertronian. So the title of prime can be handed down to other people or is it like inherited or are you born with it? Is it maybe, maybe it's Maybelline. It's, it's, it's given to you by the matrix. Like it can't, the matrix is like the leadership or the matrix of leadership. So like, it's kind of, it's a power source. It's, I don't know, Okay, (laughs) (laughs) but it basically like it can, it's a, it's a, it's a, power source that is sort of its its own entity i think it's like part of primus himself which like the band no oh okay uh so 
Primus is in most iterations of Transformers is Cybertron. Okay. Uh, he's basically the good version of Unicron. Okay. Uh, he in some in, uh, iterations he created the Transformers and all that. Origins of this series is very weird. That's why I just don't because there's to, multiple different yeah, series. Yeah, so okay. They, but it, depending on which ones you look at, the the original creator was. Primus, because he wanted to create, uh, he he created them to help defend the universe against Unicron, because his evil brother Unicron was going to tear shit up. Okay. Anyways, well, but that has nothing. That got a little more complicated. Than I was hoping it was going to be. Yeah, it, it gets very very complicated very quickly. <laughs> okay. Um. So, what are some highlights of the first movie, like action scene wise, that you really like? Uh, I think it has the best chase scene in the series where Bumblebee. Uh, so when, uh, Sam is running away from his car, mm-hmm. he comes across a police car, which the, was the Mustang, uh, the Mustang police car, which was barricade. Yes. And, uh, I got out of a ticket in, uh, the town across the river, uh, because, so I got pulled over and they redid their cars and it looked a lot like barricade. Like for a solid, like four or five years, their cars looked a lot like barricade. And I got pulled over in that town for speeding and I'm like, hey, man, like, you know, it was before, like, he said, like, a lesson, like, okay, here you go. He's like, you know, man, I always wanted to say this, like, your car looks a lot like the the, the Decepticon barricade. He's like, dude, that's what I think, man. I want to put the decal on there. Like, that'd be so cool. I don't really think he would be, it would be a good idea for him to put punish and enslave on the side. No, of probably not. <laughs> no, probably not. But the, the cop was into it, and I got out of a speeding ticket for it. So I'm like, hell yeah, because, like, that uh, town is notorious for, like, if you're speeding in that town, you're getting a fucking ticket. Really? Like, they're notorious for it. And I got out of it. So oh, I got go. the one cop that saw the movie and, like, agreed with me we, so. he he was like a oh, fellow transformers fan i can't, yeah i can't do this yeah exactly so. <laughs> we look out for our, our own <laughs> but uh but yeah the scene where but uh sam comes it, across barricade and he's like hey listen there's a demon car coming out for yeah. me i need your help i need you get out of the car and then the and then that's when barricade uh starts to push up onto him and then transforms and starts chasing him through the thing mm-hmm. and yelling at him are you ladies man 217 <laughs> uh, where are the glasses? Because uh, they're the the glasses have a big part of the movie. The glasses have a big part because they have they have the location of the cube mm-hmm. in them. Uh, and so and then when Barricade's chasing him down, Bumblebee comes around. He jumps in to Bumblebee, and then they start running away. And it has like the best, some of the coolest guitar rift <laughs> in the in the movie. And they they have this have a an old seventies Camaro game chased down by a, a two thousand five Ford Mustang police car. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's if you're into cars as well, it's a great movie as well because you get they get this uh, GM kind of took the opportunity to show off a lot oh, of their they're yeah. they're like because a lot of the cars in the movie like uh when Bumblebee the Camaro that Bumblebee later changes into uh the the Pontiac that Jazz turns into a lot of those at the time were prototypes mm. so like the Camaro didn't have proper door handles <laughs> on them they were like they were instead of having the 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 hand uh, imprint where you can wrap your hand around. Yeah. You had to like tuck your nails underneath the handle to get it underneath because you Ugh. couldn't actually get underneath the handle because it was flush with the, with the door. It it's was like a Tesla. Nowadays. It was basically a Tesla <laughs> door, a door handle, but it didn't pop out when you walk up to it. Okay. Um, 
All right, so let's let's get into Autos Prime. I want to ask you this: You are a truck driver; that is your profession. Uh, did you become a truck driver because you like Optimus Prime, or is it just like it just happened? It, mostly, it just happened, but it definitely made it a little bit easier. It okay. Made it a little bit more like, yeah, I'm down for this. I'm I'm basically driving Optimus Prime everywhere okay. I go. You know, uh, especially because I worked for Pepsi at the time. A lot of the trucks had the similar color scheme because the red, uh, white, and blue. Uh, I mean, Optimus was mostly just red and blue, but still had the 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 color, close enough of a color scheme. Really, that, I can I can get down with this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, but uh, and I mean, I've I've pretty much slapped on a Transformers sticker on just about every vehicle I've had. Like <laughs> I had a I had a Decepticon symbol on the front of my first pickup truck I had and stuff. I remember the M. You have the fucking Majin Buu M on a lot of them. Yeah, I have the Majin Buu M on the on the Silverado and on the Corolla, but mm-hmm. when I had the Silverado, I I pulled the the Chevy symbol off of the front of it and slapped on the Decepticon symbol on the front. Not of it. not the Autobots, huh? Decepticon symbol is cool. That it is very It is, it a, is cool. a lot cooler. But uh but yeah, I mean uh in So, the- let's get back into talk about the the movie really quick. So, how does the movie end? Let's go into like the breakdown of the movie of the how, how the first one ends. So the the final battle is they're trying to get the cube. They're they're pretty much trying to get keep the cube away from uh, the Decepticons. The Decepticons have discovered mm-hmm. where the cube is, and they're they're trying to get it. And they're it's it's basically a game of keep away. Um, and uh, they go they they find they find themselves in the city. I don't know which city it's in. I, it was filmed in Chicago. I remember that. It was filmed in Chicago, but I'm pretty sure that it's, it takes takes place I think in, it's in like Boston, or California. Something. Yeah, probably because because they leave because the 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 cube was hiding in the Hoover Dam. That's right. Is, that's right. So, which they they come up with a pretty neat origin story of the dam that the dam was originally built to cover up the cube. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, so that, that was cool. I remember because I had friends mm-hmm. lived in Chicago at the time, and they were like they like worked near the area, so they were able to like take film shitty flip phone footage on their phone of like the sets and stuff like oh that's so cool i saw it on facebook you know yeah but, uh but uh they uh so basically there's a keep away between optimus and megatron and there's some cool ass fights starscream has a really cool scene and shit too yeah where he because he uh he transforms into an f-22 raptor yes and there's a bunch of other raptors flying in to provide air support for uh air to ground uh support for the the troops on the ground and then you see this F-22 Raptor come up behind the other ones and just start annihilating. Yes. Then, which was so, which is also cool because they, they, it, it didn't feel as though, because they set it up so that, because if they went with just the comic book Transformers, the U.S. military wouldn't be able to do shit. Right. But, so they had to make them a little that, weaker. I was, yeah, I was going to mention, I liked how the military seemed like they could still at least hold their own a little bit. So that was kind of cool because he had the ground troops played by Tyrese and the other the white guy, Josh Dumal, or something his name is. Yeah, I don't remember his name. Um, just... But, like, they were, like, important characters, and they actually did contribute to the fights, so that was cool. Yeah. Um. So, basically, at the end, Megatron's about to win. Optimus is like, put it inside me, Sam. And then Sam's like, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, and Sam just goes, or... Or, boop, yeah. yeah. It's like, Optimus, why didn't you think of that? Come on, yeah. Guy. Maybe he didn't want to kill Megatron, but... I mean, I guess maybe his thought process was, if you get too close to Megatron, he'll just yoink. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, so Sam saves the day. Megatron's dropped in the Mariana's trench. Um, and then they're like, yeah, you can live here. Just be cool about it. Yeah. And, but, and the second one, it kind of changed their mind a little bit, but well, so they basically 
made a deal where the uh, since there was Decepticons on the planet, they would need the Autobots to help out. Mm-hmm. So the Autobots started uh, having joint operations with a military group called Nest. And that's where we're leading to the second one. And that's where we're leading to the second one. And then that's when <clears throat> the first, uh, which leads us to Beijing. I think it's Beijing. I think it's Beijing. It's it's a city in China. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the team from China. The team, yeah, the, the, the team from China. Uh, As an Overwatch, Overwatch reference, guys. Overwatch reference. <laughs> you want to watch the Overwatch World Cup, we know what we're talking about. But uh, they're they're tracking down a Decepticon. I don't know the name of the Decepticon. They're not really good at telling us. It's saying this is whoever. It might be like whoever. on a screen if you yeah. squint your eyes and zoom in. Like, oh, that's who they're fighting. Yeah, yeah like if you, you would have to like go into like, like uh, comic book. Because there are comic books that follow this series, the, the movies. Oh, okay. Um, but other than that, you're really not. That's how it is with Godzilla too. Cause it's like, all right, yeah, you can like watch Godzilla versus Kong, but to really know everything, you got to fucking read the Monarch comic books. It's like, I don't want to fucking read all these comic books. Yeah. Like I'm poor and broke. (laughs) Yeah. Like on one hand, there are comics for the movies, but on the other hand, it's, it's not consistent enough. Cause like technically Transformers, the war within is supposed to be a, a, a prequel to the first movie. Um, but its origins, the origins that they create for War Within don't match origins that they show later on in oh, okay. the other so, movies. So it's kind of like just don't. so like the writer of the movies wasn't reading the comic books and the comic book they writer were not was on the trying same page. to figure something out to connect it. And they're like, no, fuck this. Like, we're doing this. <laughs> Somebody was not in the morning meetings. Yeah. <laughs> um. But uh, so second movie, they go fight the, the. They find this guy, and then he mentions the the fallen shall rise again. He lives on the moon, right? That's his deal. He lives on a Cybertronian somewhere in, on Cybertron. Who's on the moon? Uh, that's not until the third one with uh Sentinel Prime. Oh, okay, all right. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm yeah, sorry. Just weave it. Uh, no, but uh, he so the fallen is even in the comics, he is originally a Prime. Okay. And if you look at his face, you actually hit the Decepticon symbol was based off of him. Oh, okay. So if you look at him, you see the the, the Decepticon symbol on his face. Okay. Um, and yeah, he's an, originally a prime that went rogue. And uh, and his original name in a lot of comic books wasn't the Fallen, it was Megatronus. Okay. Which is what Megatron named himself after. He when he was a glad in like certain. It's a better name than Glenn. Like his real his first name originally was Glenn. <laughs> his for his name was Meg. Yeah. <laughs> so guys, I'm Meg. Hey, I'm Meg. No, Leader but of he Decepticons. Was, yeah, but when when you know whether he was a whether he was a, a miner or a uh, a gladiator, he adopted the name Megatronus uh, because he uh, admired the uh, Megatronus, and then later on changed it to Megatron to mm. kind of make it his own. But, um, so the whole plot of the second movie is to, the Decepticons want to raise the fallen. They want to, they want the fallen to return. And, but in order for the fallen to return, there has, Optimus has to die. Cause the only, cause the only thing that could kill, that could stop the fallen is another prime. And this is the one with the pyramids and stuff, right? This I have is, not. This is the, the one, this one. is the one with, no. the, this is the one where they're in Egypt and they, and they, uh, have been, uh, Devastator is ripping off the top of one of the pyramids to essentially open up a, a cannon because the original primes used to harvest suns okay. to uh, uh, for Energon. But 
the one rule they had was they would not harvest a sun with in a, in a system with life. They okay. would not destroy a, a planet with life on it. It's fair. They got to Earth. They were going to harvest the sun, and they discovered life. While the other primes did not want, we're gonna just move on to the next one. The fallen said, "Fuck that! I want. We're gonna we're gonna destroy it anyways. Like these these guys these are insects compared to us. <laughs> Why do we care?" Um, and so, uh, and like the matrix the matrix of leadership is part of this, and they in order to hide it away from uh the fallen because he needs it to be able to activate this cannon. Uh, they essentially. Mul- uh, they all the primes got together and took the the matrix of leadership and hid somewhere in the uh, Egypt uh, desert, and then they like mul- like melted themselves, like confused themselves together to hide it away in a mountainside. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it was it was a thing that Jetfire said and it was telling about in when uh, in the movie about the origin a little bit, <clears throat> but uh, but yeah, the fallen wasn't really going to do anything until prime was dead. So that's when Megatron Starscream, and, uh, um, some other Decepticon <laughs> schmuck lured Optimus out by getting a hold of the kit of, uh, Sam Witwicky and, uh, forcing Optimus to have to come out and fight basically one V three. And, uh, and he was Optimus is holding his own. I think if, if Sam wasn't there, if he was just fighting, those three, he would have won because he was kicking their ass. But he had to save Sam. But he was he was him. worried about the about his whereabouts, and so and the, when Optimus was calling out for Sam, like, "Hey, where are you?" Megatron took that opportunity to sneak up behind him, stab him through the back, and then blast his cannon into his chest. And Optimus dies. And Optimus dies in the second movie. Wow, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've seen. Optimus movie. dies in a lot of. Uh, a series. So how does he come back? Matrix of leadership. So basically that's where, that's what leads us into mo- the, the kind of the main plot is search for this mate for, for the matrix to revive Optimus. And then that's when we're introduced to, uh, Jetfire And I keep thinking you're going to say Jeff, Jeff Foxworthy for some reason, but they're introduced to Jeff Foxworthy. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> you might be a Decepticon if, <laughs> <laughs> but he, uh, but uh, you know, most of it is uh, Sam uh, is trying to find the Matrix leadership to revive Optimus, but he's also on the run because the Decepticons are trying to find him. Uh, they eventually do res him, though, right? They do eventually res him, and uh, and then that's when uh, Jetfire fuses usually because Jetfire kind of got his ass kicked by Scorponox when he came to Good. help out and fight. So he was he was pretty much rendered out of the fight, and he just decided, hey. Because even though Optimus was re- was resurrected, he was still hurt from the fight that killed him. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so uh, Jetfire sacrificed himself to allow his parts to him to essentially fuse with Optimus so that he can fight. So you had sort of this power link thing okay. where Optimus had like parts of Jetfire fused into him, and so he was Optimus was able to fly for that move part of the movie. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, and and oh, I, mean, I remember that part. Vaguely, yeah, like combine combining with other Transformers uh, is not uncommon in the series. Like that happens a lot. Okay, in a lot makes of, sense. Uh, like and it's like yeah, it gives them like a super mode and boosts up their power. So stuff. basically, Optimus wins the day. They yeah. stop the plan. Yeah, and I, my criticism of the Revenge of the Fallen movie is the fact that it's called Revenge of the Fallen, but the Fallen's in only like 15 minutes of the movie. Like he doesn't do anything. Hmm. Like the most time he spends 
on TV is just getting his ass kicked by Optimus. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of a bummer. Yeah. So, cause but, like, like going back to you know, the original Star Wars New Hope, like Vader's only on screen for like 11 minutes or something. I mean, true. But at the same time, like, I mean, I guess. I mean, you, you, you could do it. You make a movie that's solely so that's supposed to be about like one of the biggest bads in the series. And he's he's he, you know, Optimus dies in the first 40 minutes of, the, of a two and a half hour movie. And the Fallen doesn't show up until the last 20 minutes. of the That's movie. fair. Yeah, I get that. You know, so it's like, you know, it's like, OK, you wait, you were waiting for him to die. He's dead. Well, you're going to do anything. <laughs> this is one where Sam goes to college. Yeah. And like he meets like the guys who think they're hackers or whatever, those those fucking cringe kids. Oh god, they're kitten count, kitten count, kitten count. Yeah, yeah. Oh god, that was so cringe. Like guys, like no, we're gonna be millionaires. Hang with us. We're gonna be cool. It's like, dude, you guys fucking nerds. Shut the fuck. And then it was another the the Robo Warrior was uh, Simmons the entire time. Yeah. (laughs) All right, let's get into the third movie. Let's wrap her up here. The Sam Witwicky story ends here with this movie. Yeah, so this is the last one that Sam Witwicky is in, but uh, we have a different girl. Her yes. name is Claire, I think. Sure, I'll go with that. I think so. I think her name is Claire. Um, I don't remember. Is it Michaela? Is that? Michaela was uh, the character Megan... that Megan Fox played as in... Uh... That's right. Yeah. I was like, I don't think I remember her. Wait, no, maybe it is Michaela. All right, so yeah, then you got Claire. Yeah, and I mean, if the anybody who follows who was following the uh, production of the movie knows that Megan Fox left because Michael Bay is a douchebag. So allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. Yeah. For legal reasons, allegedly. Yeah. Um, all right. So is this the one where there's the, uh, where the little dude, the little Decepticon is like, Oh, look at this guy. He's like a fucking stealth bomber. And then it, it, it has a Decepticon, but he actually switched to the Autobots. Is that this movie? No, that was the last one. The stealth bomber was Jetfire, who was... The really old guy. Yeah. It's like, I'm an old man. Yeah, that okay. was Jetfire. Okay. Then I have no idea what this movie all right, is so the, I don't remember this, this one, movie at all. I remember so the girl. This one is... This one does... The, the final battle does take place in Chicago. Okay. And this this is pretty much when the... Like, one of the worst strategy, uh, uh, massacres of the, the series happens, where they basically... The Decepticons get the Autobots allegedly off the planet. And so they were like, all right, well, the Autobots aren't here. Who's going to stop us now? And they just obliterate anybody who lives in Chicago. Oh, that's right. Cause um, the, the military is like, get the fuck out of here. Right. Well, so in the first one, they or in the second one. They originally wanted to kick off the Autobots because they thought that the Decepticons only were here for the Autobots. Okay. I remember that. And, and which has one of the coldest lines from Optimus when, you know, they, they say, if we, if our leaders say you need to leave, will you leave peacefully? And Optimus is like, if that's what your leaders decide, we will honor it. However, before you ask, before your leaders make a decision, ask them this. What if we leave and you're wrong? Mm-hmm. Like that's like one of the best lines <laughs> in the series where he just, an Optimus kind of just stands up and stares at the, 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 representative that yeah, was sent some there. Some bullshit senator probably or yeah. something or house of representative guy. Yeah. But uh but yeah, and the third one, the third one is where you get that giant like serpent looking thing. Don't remember. Don't remember. I, I think, think I saw this movie once. I just remember the hot blonde cuz he's walking down the stairs. You get like the the scene where he's go the legs up and I'm like, "Oh, hey, new girl." Oh, there we go. Dude, I'm a 21. I'm like, "Hell yeah, dude. This movie's for me. I'm a 21-year-old guy." Yeah. Uh, like... Transformers who? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Cuz I think that girl was a supermodel, right? Like she was a supermodel uh, for an actress. Fuck, I don't know. I don't remember. I I don't I think I think she 
played in the only other movie I think I know that she played in was the new Mad Max one. But that's oh, okay, about Fear it. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, yeah. So what is what? What's the plan of the Decepticons or the Autobots? Like I don't remember anything. So this one is they uh the. So this one it has to do with them wanting to restore Cybertron. Okay. And they Oh, put, this one where they have Cybertron like come to Earth. Yeah, okay, they, they right. create the, the, the space create a space bridge and but uh it starts off where it, it uh basically makes the, the moon landing like a secret mission was mm. actually to was used to try to get, reach this ship that crashed on uh the moon okay. uh before the Russians. And so they 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 used the the moon landing that uh, what was it 1969 or something like that. Yeah, 1969. Yeah, and they they uh, pretty much used that as sort of a uh, premise. As they're like, you know, they, they we we wanted to make it look like it was just to discover a new land, but in reality, it was to see what the fuck this was, mm. you know, and beat the Russians to it. And then uh, and then later on the road, you find out that actually NASA was working with the Decepticons to try to get all these pillars together and uh um and eventually lure the Autobots to get uh Sentinel out of the ship. Okay. And then Sentinel later betrayed uh the Autobots and revealed that he was actually working with the Decepticons this entire time okay. for the survival of our race. And they were gonna plan on using the humans as Slaves. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> and and that's why slave. I don't care. And that's why and that's why they attacked Chicago was to sort of like let people know who's in charge. You know, was just like even I mean Sentinel says and before they start the the, the the assault was all right, seal off the city. It's time for uh the people of Earth to know who their say, new masters are. If you're gonna like attack a city to like assert your dominance, Chicago's not the city to do it. I love Chicago. We're Midwest boys. Chicago has like a special part in our hearts. But like East Coast, if Chicago gets destroyed, people on the East Coast and West Coast are like, who gives a fuck? It's Chicago, middle of nowhere. Like, no one's going to care. Like, Washington's like, oh, no, there's tragedy. Like, you attack Washington. If you want to assert your dominance over a, a, a human race, New York or or Washington, D.C. I would say, like, I think because they were, they were working pretty hard to, like, keep the United States military blind. Um, if you go on the e- any of the East Coast, that's pretty much where we are, are like most of our military sure. is. So like in terms of like str- uh, strategy wise, like I think you, you, you strike Chicago, it's a lot harder to get to because you can't, you can't, you can't deploy you, aircraft You can do more devastation. I'll give you that. Yeah. You, you can't can... deploy because I mean the, what they wanted to do was just to establish. But for like dominance. morale of the country and the world. Like they'd be like, oh, it's Chicago. Who cares? I mean, like, I don't, oh, the Sears Tower that got I don't, destroyed. I don't like, think so because Chicago is still like Chicago's like the second. No, you're thinking about through Midwesterner eyes. No, no, no. I'm just we're gonna be like, what the fuck, Chicago? No, you know. No, I mean Chicago is like the third largest city in the United States. Yes, but when you talk about like major influences on the country, it's New York and it's L.A. Those are like the cities that have the biggest influence on our our culture as a culture as a country. Chicago is very low on that list. We have people think of Chicago, they're like, oh, the one with the big pizza. I think if it was like Kansas City, 
Probably. <laughs> no one gives a fuck about <laughs> Kansas City. Dude. Yeah, just if the Decepticons glassed Kansas City. Giant Wyoming. <laughs> it's gone. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I think it's it, it's it's gonna be devastating, but I don't think people I I think West Coast, East Coast people are like, oh Chicago got destroyed. All right, cool. Go Bears, you know. Like, I, I, I'm not gonna care, you know. <laughs> We have 31 teams now in the NFL. <laughs> uh, well, I think I think um, maybe they didn't do Chicago or Illinois or fuck, um, L.A., New, New York. York. Well, I think they they already technically destroyed L.A. in the in the first sure, one. Sure, the first technically. one was like L.A. probably, yeah. And then, but I think the second, I think they avoid New York just because it. It, it is around nine eleven. It's so. like ten. Yeah, the movie came out during the ten year anniversary of nine eleven. Yeah, so fair. I can see them trying to like avoid that, like the plague. <laughs> we can destroy Chicago. There's nothing bad yeah, ever happened in Chicago. They turned the river green for St. Patrick's Day. We can destroy them. Fuck them. <laughs> oh god, but yeah, I mean, uh, and then in this movie, it introduces uh, Soundwave or not Soundwave, Shockwave, which is cool on one hand, but on the other hand, he kind of deserves to be his own antagonist like an antagonist on his own in his own movie he's that big you think oh god he is like like some of the comics of him is he is he's diabolical okay like he's in some series he's he's single-handedly destroyed the autobots on his own and has even stood toe-to-toe with megatron to to link this to godzilla because this is a Godzilla podcast. Um, mm-hmm. It is kind of like, I guess you, I can kind of what you're say, thinking there, because the first time Gigan is ever introduced, Gigan's like a huge, badass, new bad guy for Godzilla. And he has to team with the biggest bad guy, King Ghidorah, in his movie. It's Godzilla versus Gigan, but also King Ghidorah is there, who is the biggest villain. So it's kind of like a letdown and be like, oh yeah, hey, this new bad guy. He's going to team with the bigger bad guy. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's like, oh, it's kind of a bummer. And then he does come in and help Megalon, but Megalon is the OG greatest bad guy of Godzilla of all time. I'm joking, but I think that because that's like, that's the ongoing joke that I do. But... You, you you know more about that than oh, I do. Yeah. So I'm I'm going to sit here and be gullible like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. yeah. So Joey, if anyone ever asks you, Megalon is the greatest villain Godzilla has ever had of all time. All right. And if I get jumped for saying that, I'll just, it'll be your fault. Right? Be like, hey, you can reference this podcast. They said so. And then they'll come for me. All right. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I mean, in uh so how does the third movie end? Third movie ends with, uh, Sent uh, Megatron. They they destroy the 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 main con- control pillar that controls all the other ones. Um, they eventually destroy it, and you watch Cybertron essentially get destroyed because yeah, because like half of it's coming out of the yeah. Portal. Have, and when the portal closes, it like looks like sort of like when you when you drain the sink, and you have <laughs> that little the little tornado, the water tornado going. It, that's exactly what happens to the um plant with with cybertron when it gets sucked back into the portal it is just... simmons in this movie yes so this is a and lot he's like r- like he's stripped of his rank in the military right he was stripped of his rank uh after the first one so in the second one you you we we first see him working in a, a, a meat locker. oh that's right that's right he's like at a shawarma place or something like that yeah yeah uh but uh he um but yeah, Optimus is fighting Sentinel, and he's Sentinel's kicking his ass. He even rips his uh, Optimus's arm off during this fight. And uh, prior to this, Claire finds Megatron sitting in an alley, kind of just chilling, he's all emo and stuff. Yeah, right? he's kind of just like, oh, well, at least Cybertron is is finally safe. And she essentially calls him what he is as a bitch, 
and Megatron goes, I'm not a bitch, and then runs off and shoots, and uh, and while Sentinel's just about to strike the final blow on Optimus, Megatron comes in, shoots uh, Sentinel, and kicks his shit in. And, yeah and then uh megatron was you know would say like all i wanted was to uh bring back cybertron and you know looks at prime and says besides what would you do without me prime and optimus looks at him and goes time to find out and puts on his mask and grabs uh his uh battle axe and just starts beating the shit out of megatron Whoa, you just yeah. saved your life bud yeah well i mean it was it was gonna it was ending up that that fight was gonna be more of a battle royale than and mm. than a two v one, even though there are uh, iterations where Megatron does become an Autobot. That's no, I don't like that. No, I don't like that either. But uh, that that does happen. Okay. But uh, um, yeah, and Optimus so it was a, a free for all between the three of them. Well, it's it's after when Megatron when Optimus says time to find out, it's just Optimus versus Megatron, but it's very one sided. Uh, Optimus. Fight, beats him up with one hand tied behind his back or not there uh and then uh i mean he just drops his axe right onto uh uh megatron's head rips it right off of Aww. his t- yeah it's a brutal death he doesn't get a very he doesn't get a very dignified but he comes back in the other movies right <laughs> sort of it's, okay it's weird okay uh and then uh sentinel you know he's all beaten up and stuff he's just like all I wanted to do was just for to protect our race and stuff like that. You know, I didn't mean to betray you. And Optimus is like, you didn't betray me. You betrayed yourself. And then just execution style. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, dude, Optimus is like trigger happy. In this. <laughs> like, like before he tries to, he, he fights, but he like try, fights to neutralize, not kill. <laughs> Only if he has to. In this one, he's just like, oh. You don't, you know, you you're you, you don't have multiple uh, colors on you. You're you're just the basic gray Cybertronian. You die, you know, which is the the, the which I do kind of like that idea where the some a lot of the Decepticons are a little less in disguise than the Autobots because the Autobots are colorful. You know, you have Optimus who's red and blue. Yeah, yeah. Bumblebee that's yellow. Uh, Ratchet is green. Uh, but then. All the Decepticons are all the Decepticons black. are like grayish black and stuff like that, or uh, disguised as military weapons. That's which... probably to help the audience realize because, like, you can't really see a face. Like, you're like, you know, no. so it's like, all right, this one has color. This is the good guy. It can be helpful, That's but also sometimes kind of weird. Be like, oh, this one's black. This is the bad guy. So <laughs> yes and no, because sometimes when they get in a bit of a tangle, it's kind of like, oh, who's who's who? Yeah, yeah. It's like reading My Hero Academia on the manga. It's like, what the fuck is happening? Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> I'm staring this page for a minute and a half. I don't understand what's happening. Yeah. But, uh, all right, so Optimus saves the day. He one-shots Megatron, beats up Sentinel. Mm-hmm. I noticed ended up the, we originally had this idea to be like a an Optimus Prime episode, but it's kind of just like an overview of the movies, but yeah. that's fine anyways. Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't get You that. wanted to give your opinion on the other movies, right? Yeah, so the other two movies, aside from the fact that it doesn't have Shia LaBeouf in it, uh, is just not good at all. Because... You get Marky Mark, though. <laughs> I don't have anything. I don't have anything against Mark Wahlberg. I just don't think this was his best. You know, he's a horrible racist of Vietnamese people. Well, look yeah. that up. When he was like in his twenties, he beat up a Vietnamese. He beat up two Vietnamese people and like said horrible slurs to them while beating them up. Yeah, so I don't like Marky Mark because those are my people. So. That that's fair. I I <laughs> did not know this, but 
I mean, yeah, up, up until finding out about this, I had nothing against Mark Wahlberg. I didn't like his. I didn't. I didn't think he was really good in either one of the movies. I thought there was a lot of things that were stupid about it, like when they get onto the 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 onto lockdown ship, uh, to try to find uh, his his daughter. Uh, they find a, a an armory, and just so happen to find a gun that's just the right size for him to hold. Hell yeah. To start shooting. I'm just like... <laughs> it's an mean, armory. For Cybertronians. Yeah. Like, whatever. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but, and also, like, the 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 biggest, like, stain on this movie is the uh, the part where they essentially justify pedophilia. I remember there... I hear you're something about something like that. So, they... Mark Wahlberg's character uh, is... Fuck, I don't remember his name. Cade. His character's name is Cade. He finds out his daughter is dating is dating another is dating somebody, even though she's not allowed to. Uh that and not only is she dating somebody, the person she's dating is 20 years old and she's 17. Yeah, it's a little weird. Yeah. And uh and he was just like, Isn't this illegal? Like, I can I can call you the call the police on you. And the dude has this has the law in his fucking wallet. Like he's ready to ready to go with this. And he just whips it out. And he's like, actually, we're protected by the, the Romeo and Juliet. He's Irish, but I'm doing an Australian accent. That is very anyway. Australian. I don't know. I, I mean, he's called the leprechaun. That, that is a weird fucking thing to be in the movie. That's I, and like I'm like, okay, how much of the budget was in? Trying to figure out. Just, you devoted time and writing. Like, listen, power, we like, still, we still, we're doing a reboot on the here on the characters. We need, uh, we need to make sure we bring in a seventeen-year-old girl, but we need to justify. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, that's like weird. Like in the first one, Shia and Megan Fox were both set, were both playing as characters that were seventeen. But they're both seventeen. But they're, it's both seventeen. They're it's in high school. Usually, this is aimed towards a kid, towards younger kids. Anyway, so yeah, you yeah. want to have kid characters that and you see them go to, to college together, yeah you know so but it's weird to be like i'm this is a 20 year old and this is 20 year old and like, i, I mean, need to know about the Ro- romeo and juliet law my top, guy yeah i mean he was he was just a douchebag the entire time what did you think of the beast wars movie? did you see that uh yeah rise of beast i thought it was pretty good i wasn't at first i wasn't a fan of how optimus was interpreted where he was just this kind of whiny little bitch about everything but like on the other hand because it's it's a reboot, so I'm I'm wondering if maybe it's a younger Optimus where he he's still more Orion Pax than Optimus Prime. Oh, okay. Where because he's you know he's he there's a, he has a lot of self doubt. He's a little negative towards the humans, um, and uh, just quick to anger. But but good movie still. But yeah, it was still good. Like I really enjoyed. Like I never watched a lot of Beast Wars. Okay. That was that was before me. Um. To be fair, a lot of the Transformers properties were before you. Yes, that is true. That is true. <laughs> Some of them were before me, even. I mean, actually, not anymore. Well, fair. Because it but started up, in... Like, started you talk like, about the Transformers when they came out in 1986. That's before me, Joey. Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> Just a few years. But, uh, like, you know, I started... my The first series I watched was Transformers Armada, which came out in 2002. Mm-hmm. Um, so, is it the same... Optimus Prime up until the Beast Wars. It's the same Optimus Prime in all five movies. For the for uh, the voice actor or the actual? or like the character. Okay, so yeah. So for for the for the for the Bayverse, the Bayverse is from the first one all the way till number five. Okay, that's and what then Bumblebee and Rise of the Beast is a reboot. Oh, okay. Which Bumblebee is very very good. I thought it was really good. Okay. Uh, and then the. 
Rise of Beast was really good too. Um, I thought they did a really good job at with Unicron. Uh, I I'm, I'm looking forward to future. Uh, is Rise of Beast the Beast Wars one? Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know the name. Of and it. then at the end of it, I don't. I mean, the movie's been out for almost a year now, so I, you know, spoiler warning. Spoiler, if you don't, yeah. At the ending credits, it basically pulled a Marvel Cinematic Universe cutscene where they announced there's going to be joint operations with GI Joe. I'm here for it. I, you know, and I, I'm excited because there are, and because they, they, in a lot of the comics, GI Joe and the Transformers universe take place in the same universe, mm-hmm. and they do, they do hang out, hang out, and they do the GI Joe and the Autobots do joint operations against Cobra and. The Decepticons. You get He-Man in there, and we can fucking call it a party. He-Man, my, I don't know how, I don't what know what He-Man's power scaling is, but I, doesn't stand I, a fucking chance. Doesn't. He's a, I wasn't <laughs> sure. Sword. I wasn't sure if he was like OP as fuck or he was basically. He could probably one v one any any singular Joe in a fight, but like a group of Joes versus He-Man, no, the Joes win probably. Hmm. I don't know. I I I I barely ever watch those cartoons again. Yeah. All right, but let's wrap it up here. We've been talking for over an hour about Optimus, um, all this stuff. So we're just doing some quick plugs. Joey, plug Lost Legends for me. Uh yeah. If you enjoy a D and D podcast, um, you know we we've been working on a we've been working on a D and D podcast ourselves called Lost Legends: Tales of Third. We've just started recording season four. By the time uh, this episode comes out, season four, episode one will be out. Also. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else do I say? That's it. There okay. That's... Listen to it wherever you get your podcasts. All, right, all that bullshit. Right. Uh, yeah. And then you can check out my dice store at MingoBroResin.com. Uh, check out some dice. You can check out my TikTok at MingoBroResin. Um, and then, yeah, Lost Legends, Tales of Thern, all that stuff. Uh, yeah. Usually we do like a tier list, but this guy's kind of hard. Like he'd be s tier of all the transformers right he'd be like one of the top ones oh yeah i mean just between not just his power scaling but also his influence and not just the series but also outside of it yeah like he is if you're you don't need to know anything about transformers to know who optimus prime is so yeah he's yeah. he's a number one so yeah steak he, sauce yeah he's he yeah he's he's up there I'll, I'll i'll do chuck's outro here uh, i want to thank you all for listening and uh, i want to thank god for godzilla